Right. Is everyone shitting comfortably? Yeah. <laughs> then we'll begin. Hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy, fuck nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and & Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Right. Who we got this week? We've managed to lift up all the rocks and find everyone who's hiding underneath. We've almost got a full cast. Not quite. We're missing Mr. Rag, who has had to send his apologies. But we do have a very confused-looking Mr. Lewis Budden, dressed as one of Santa's little helpers. Yeah, yeah. yeah How you been, yeah. buddy? Yeah, I'm all right, you know. Getting over the lurk, surviving the cold. Winter, in it. Tell know? the people about your tour. How's your tour going? Uh, yeah, done. Now, I can't remember when I was last here. I might, I might, we might have finished, I can't remember. Um, yeah, good. Done for Christmas. Writing bangers. Hooked away, just writing the bangers over and over. You're writing the bangers. And then we'll best write some city. more bangers and then go back on top. Is it what? Where was your best city? <sighs> or maybe Newcastle because yes. the day of the venue, um, the band we were out with, they had to cancel. So we had to get another show like an hour before we arrived at the city. And we did. And it was great. And a bunch of fans that were planning on seeing us that hadn't shown up came to the new venue and it was, it was nice it was a very surreal day putting out fires and meeting new people that headline in manchester was the last one so that that kicked ass that was great that's super fucking exciting we do it all again in february fun fun, oh. fun. well well done you for the listeners who don't know lewis is obviously one part of the incredible band air drawn dagger so good times all round. we've got the prince of perversion himself lewis back which is Always a pleasure. This is usually where things get wildly inappropriate. Then we've got the Harry to my Megan, <laughs> Chanel Williams. I'm just happy you didn't do it the other way around. <laughs> she, she, was, she was almost in line for the throne. Almost. She just stepped out at the last second. <laughs> Ran away to Canada. I explain it as Lady the Tramp, um, but he's a lady and I'm the Tramp. Yep, I, I am the people's princess, listeners. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. the people's princess. Um, there we go. Got that out of the way. We got a very confused looking Mr. Chris Neal. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Just uh, just just riding the wave of, of this giant uh, beer, wine, and champagne hangover from last night. Fucking amazing. Woo! Where did you go? I was I was down south uh, for the work Christmas do. Uh, fancy, oh. fancy schmancy hotel. Uh, it was, it was lovely. Good. Had an amazing time. By by work, this is your full time job, right? You don't have a life outside of this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm I'm a full I'm a full I'm a full on hermit, so uh, I have to mm. make a big deal out of it when I have other plans. Like a gnome gnome get together <laughs> PGM type thing. Well yeah. done, you. And, and congratulations <laughs> for carrying on drinking through it. Here of the dragon, right. And finally, last but not least, everyone's favourite crocker born fresh from the sauna. It is Matt Durant. How you doing, sir? I'm good, yeah. Um, You're low riding. You couldn't be any lower in your seat. You'd be yeah. like horizontal if you got any lower. You could be lower. I can really, I can, I can go. Jesus. Down to, <laughs> down to the floor. <laughs> if I could get a hammock here, that would be quite nice, actually. Get a hammock, yeah, may, maybe you know if we get more patrons, some exclusive the 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 pot the the, the hammock cast. Uh, uh, a a thousand patrons will buy me a hammock. 
How about that? There we go. <laughs> Maybe. Housekeeping. Right. This is technically probably the Christmas episode. I would imagine if things land, this is this will go out over the Christmas period. So um, ho, ho, ho. There you go. Let's make it festive. Merry festivities. Uh, Merry of, festivities. Of, of all vague denominations. Merry Fistmas. Whoa! Jesus Christ. There's no lube, there's just cranberry sauce. (laughs) However you choose to celebrate is fine. And with that, we we lost Chanel. Hang on, we just need to pause the the recording. Oh, dear God. It's It's hard to tell whether Chanel just rage quit there because you said Merry Festmas. It was very well timed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Off the back of Merry Festmas, we should probably warn everybody that uh, the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Uh, and we've already used up our quota of fisting. So uh, if you've got little ears, get yourself to bed. Right. There you go. Without further ado, let's get this shit on the road some of you haven't been here for a few weeks would you appreciate a recap because lewis i think a lot of stuff has probably happened yeah i think i was still trapped inside of the um massive tortoise thing last time tortoise dragon turtle yeah man okay right recap time listeners let's get a recap on the go last we left off with our intrepid adventurers they had found themselves reunited with an old friend Sister Perineus, the abbess of a local outreach project for the city's most vulnerable and needy. She had been hunkered down in a side chapel of her church after it had been ransacked by the Dryads, looking for information about the Emmentals. After they had received a warm welcome and exchanged information, the party went back to their inn for a hearty meal and some much-needed rest. Cue many montages of Hanash sleeping naked, Tati sleeping with his wolf, and Belsiar milking the midnight candle, reading spellbooks. The next day, they strolled around the city, taking in the full vista of the carnage that they'd caused a mere 24 hours earlier, deciding to take in a spot of shopping. First, an armourer's, then a weaponsmith's, and finally, a magic emporium run by one of Belsiar's ex-school alumni called Al Garundi, a flamboyant red dragonborn of exquisite taste. It having been established that Belsiar was out of his depth financially and could not actually afford most of the things in this shop, Algarundi said that he would consider a discount or perhaps a line of credit if the Crocoborn came out for a spot of tapas and a glass of wine with him that evening. Swoon! Having seen this, Tati whipped out his family jewels and asked Algarundi to rate them. Sadly, Al said that he needed a second opinion and could they come back first thing in the morning as he needed to freshen up before his dinner date with Belsiar. Leaving the magical emporium, the party were presented with a line of ragtag-clad individuals covered in filth and grease, carrying chunks of flesh meat, which they had hewn straight from the corpse of the giant dragon turtle that had only just crashed into the side of the city the day before. But where were these feculent individuals off to, and what were they up to? Well, you'll have to stick around and find out, listeners. So here we go. Right, Lewis, Chanel, you've probably got a lot of questions. Where are we? And I will happily answer them. Exactly. I knew you were going to say that. So last time you played, Lewis, you were inside a dragon turtle. Yeah. You wandered around and you did lots of damage. Uh Uh-huh. 
At one point, Hanash cut a hole between the stomach and the lung. There were lots of damage. He accidentally blew a hole in the roof. Oh, of, uh, he, he got the lung. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Long story short, you did lots of internal damage to a majestic beast. It died very slowly and crashed into the local coastal city. And as you all stepped out of the beast, you looked around at the damage and destruction that you had done to the local city. There was a humanitarian crisis. Buildings were falling down. People were screaming. So you all decided to go for a drink at the local inn. Mm-hmm. So you went for a drink at the local inn, and Tatty decided he wanted to track down the lady who had sent you on the quest for the Emmentals in the first place. Did we get what we wanted out of the turtle? You did. Good. No, I mean, it was all going well, and then Chanel wanted to end the episode so she could watch MasterChef. <laughs> so she ripped out the reproductive organs of the dragon turtle, and it died. Fair. Fair. Tell me I'm lying. Um. <laughs> You made it back to the local coastal port. Tatty tracked down the 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 old abbess who had sent you on the quest for the Emmentals. You did a spot of shopping. Uh, Hanash ordered some bespoke axe and axe for himself. And there was a magic shop. And Belsia went into said magic shop and met the most fabulous dragonborn and looked at things that he couldn't possibly afford. And the dragonborn basically said, if you come out for dinner with me, I'll consider running you a line of credit and a discount. And, of course, Belsiar couldn't refuse dessert with a beautiful man. Yeah. So that's about where we left the episode. Oh, and as you step out of the shop, you see this line of, like, ne'er-do-wells. Well, not ne'er-do-wells. You see a line of kind of... Poor people. Rag-wearing poor, poor people. Bad term. Uh, who are all carrying meat. So the city, in its humanitarian crisis, is currently harvesting meat out of a ginormous dead dragon turtle, like mining the meat and moving it around in wheelbarrows. And that's kind of where we find you, standing outside the shop. Okay. The objective here being that, um, I guess, Tati wants to find the lady who sent us to go and get the thing out of the belly. Yeah? He's already done that. Oh, well, okay, so we're we're up to the objective time. Exactly. We're just, we're just like, we've just been shopping, really. Um, and, and I think we still have some shopping to do, to be fair. Uh, there's stuff that, there's, there's stuff that, there's stuff that, um, we can get in the morning, I think. Is it like, is it like late? Is it like? It's currently about 5 p.m. Uh, shop shutting time. Do we know where the next Emmental is or do we know where we want to go for that? Roughly. Yeah. I've got some, I've got some notes. Okay. So tatty's on it. Cool. Um, right. Before we dive in with like this week's sponsor, I've got my. You're going to say that. Brilliant. Fucking hell. This is great. Works both ways. Who is it? Um, Come on. Let me just check my notes from how they've sent it us in the very official manner that they, all these legit businesses send them to us. And um, this week we've got, um, Clarkson and Sons Clunge Plunger. Plunge that clunge to get that gunge. Now on sale. <laughs> Clarkson and Sons Clunge Plunger. Yeah, plunge that clunge to get that gunge. Clunge that plunge, clunge that. Cl- right, yes. What? <laughs> right. 10 out of 10. And, 10 out of and 10. what are we using the clunge plunger for? Is it like for unblocking sinks or is I it. Don't- what does it? What does it sound like? I always like think I'm one of the sons of these businesses. I don't work there, man. They just send it and send us all that money that they send. He could be a daughter. Exactly. But I don't. I'm not one of them, am I? I just get paid like the shill I am 
to read out. Oh, hang on a minute. Say. Didn't didn't they send you a clungy plungy or whatever it's called? <laughs> like, didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't they send you one of these things? I never want to hear you say clungy plungy ever again. <laughs> you want to go clungy <laughs> jumping? No. Nope. <laughs> um, move on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Moving on, listeners. Okay, we find Maud. I presume you're with Marvin. I am with Marvin. He's in his patent puffer jacket. Yes. And right, as you're all gathering around planning what to do, um, Belsia, you feel a little tap on your side. And as you look over, there's a small boy in a waistcoat who's holding a little letter who looks up at you and is like, Excuse me, sir. Are you Belsiar? Not another one of these. That, that'd be I, young man. As he hands you a little letter with some gilt gold writing on it, he's like, you've been served. And he just scuttles off down a street alley. Oh, I instinctively nice. rustle up a nice knife and then I'm like, oh, I, I better read the, uh, read the note first. As you crack open, it's got like a wax seal on it. And as you break open the embossed seal, you pull out a golden gilt stamped invitation that says, you are cordially invited to dinner at um, the local tapas bar called Spread and Dip um, <laughs> with the head chef, Ruben Graves. Dinner will, dinner will be served at 7 p.m., which gives you two hours. And at the bottom, it says, exclusively black tie. Um, backless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's already wearing Business leather. at the front, party at the back. <laughs> Black tie required, but everything else, everything else yeah, yeah. optional. Just the tie. M- mullet of the trouser world, isn't it, really? The assless chap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the assless chap. The Christina Aguilera of the 90s. Yeah, man. <gasps> Whoa! Ouch. If there's things that I expect from this podcast, it, the things that I do not expect is coming straight for Christina. Oh. <laughs> I'm here for it. Jesus Christ. Come on then. Right, so you've got your invitation. You've got two hours till you need to be at dinner. I have questions. Uh, I have yes. questions. What is he currently wearing? Not black tie. And how does he smell? I'm currently wearing um, uh, dungarees. And I... I smell like the uh, re- reproductive organs of a, a dragon turtle. <laughs> so I've got some, I've got some work to put in. <laughs> so as you look over at him, you see him scrape off some kind of like gunge, as you can just about make out the meadow, uh, the musty meadows logo on his dungarees. Um, and he smells oh, bad. Are we right in assuming that he is covered in womb lining? Yes. <laughs> I was going to make a cheap joke there, listeners. I've learned, I've learned better than to make cheap jokes about the reproductive organs that I don't understand. <laughs> only, the, only, the, only the ones that you personally possess that, that you can make. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Even though it's a push, isn't it? <laughs> Less than five minutes ago, you said clungy, clungy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. Most of our listeners... Are outside of the UK. I guarantee oh, you, nobody knows what the word "clunge" is. <laughs> Can you hear the tipper tapper of little keys? That's thousands of people typing "clunge" into the into the Google. Into the, the Google. Google. <laughs> into the Google. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What a good job you don't work in tech. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. No one asked you. Um, 
Right. <laughs> I can tell this is this has got off to a good start. Right. As uh, Belsia, you realise you've got two hours to scrub up. Is there a uh, a Moss Brothers? Oof. Make me make me a investigation check. He's going all out. Well, I got to dress to impress. Uh, investigation. Seven. Seven. Um, as you look around frantically, just looking at different shops and you see a greengrocer's and you see a pawn shop, that's things that you, when you offer them items and they give you money in exchange, not adult entertainment, and you see... Um, you see all sorts. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it's the other kind of pawn shop. You are also paying. You also offer money, and they give you stuff. <laughs> it kind of describes oh, most. Yeah, shops. that's true. Actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, looking around, you see the body shop. That's as in um, people like wagons and panel beaters, not like the people who sell you herbal essences. Um, you just see a guy panel beating a cart at the body shop. As you draw a blank, finally, you pull one of the, um, well, you don't pull him, you, you hail down one of the little, um, rag clad little ne'er-do-wells and you ask him as this little sickly, um, boy with a cough pushing a wheelbarrow of dragon meat is like, <coughs> over there. As he points in a little alleyway and you see just on the corner of the alleyway, you see a little sign that says, Tumescent Turbore, seamstress to the stars. <laughs> As in, nice. the name of the provider is Tumescent Turbore. Turbore. Okay, that's a good name. Um, yeah, I, I, I march straight in. As you march over, you see it's starting to get a little bit dark as winter's coming in. As you see candlelit kind of interior of the shop behind some kind of glass it's got little cubed panes on the outside it's a little wonky shop just tied into a corner as you open the door are you all going with him by the way or are you all just watching him do this <laughs> i need i need moral support i'll go with him as you open the door there's that classic ting a ling a ling a ling as it's got like a little bell on the door as you're hit by this waft of like stale piss and um velvet as you walk into this dark kind of candlelit shop, as you just see this little old lady bent double over a sewing machine. It's a it's a pedal-powered sewing machine at the back as this, like, wizened old crone um, stops pumping her pedals as she's making a kind of like, some sort of suit jacket. As she looks up and is just like, Yes! Well met. Oh, a party! Oh yes, we're, we're well. Uh, we're we're just looking for. Well, I'm just looking for uh, an, a nice a nice tux. I don't know what everyone else wants. They're welcome to to also look for nice tuxes if they want to just get dressed up. Ma- Marvin needs some new socks and some socks for the goat. Oh, she she looks you up and down, looks at each and every one of you. She's like, "Tumescent Terbere." Seamstress to the stars. Oh, I made, I made a jacket for Jethro Shartlock once. You may remember him on the silver screen. Remarkable. Oh, I was a. I, I've always been a fan of uh, that particular uh, man or woman. 
of of the stars. Jethro Shardlock. She walks up to you and is like, "What'll it be? What what manner of suit are you after?" Uh, something I don't sparkly leather. No, no leather. Sparkly. See sequins. I want black sequins. Sequins. I'm presenting Eurovision. Okay, darling. As she looks over, she's like, if the goat eats that, it will have to pay for it. As you see Marvin just chewing on the side of a top hat. How, how much money do I have? Are you asking her? Or <laughs> no, no, I'm asking you. Why don't you check? No, because, hold on. Um, <clears throat> don't worry about paying yet. We'll figure that out later. Let's just dress fancy. <laughs> okay, so what I'd like to do then, if we're not worrying about money... Yeah, don't worry about I would that. like to take the top hat and with my two very big talons, I'd like to make two holes in the top hat and I'd like to place it on Marvin. <laughs> okay, so, so Marvin now canonically has a stolen top hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're going to pay for it somehow. She, she, but... she looks over. She sees what's going on. She she hobbles. She's got like a little cane as she hobbles back around the counter and she pulls a little slate out. She gets a bit of chalk and she write, starts writing down on it like... Fair play. One top hat. I quite like okay. her. Fair play. Sequins. Sequins. Okay. As she just pulls out a tape measure, she's like, well, time to measure you. As a set of bony hands grabs your inner thigh. I, I giggle. As she... <laughs> She she just, like, turns you and twists you and contorts you as she measures you. She's like, well, a sequin number. And what manner of... What will you be using this dinner jacket for? Um, regular work. Um, man's got a... Man's got a day. Oh, well, let me see what I can do. Right, what are the rest of you doing? Can I help anyone else with anything? I mean, I've got a robe of stars already. Um, but, I mean, I can always make, dress it jazzy. What else does she sell here? What's this? What is this? What's your merchant of? Purely cloth? Or what are we talking? PVC? She looks at you. She's like, well, I, uh, I can do anything. I can do leather, PVC, oh. wraparounds. Wraparounds? Um, like a sarong. Yes. <laughs> she she looks out the window and goes, this is the coast. As she looks out and sees the dead dragon turtle, she's like, oh, well, maybe next year. As um, she's like, yes, I can do all sorts. Corduroy, velvet, <laughs> suede, leather. She's like, please. Maybe some crocodile boots. As she looks over at Belsia and like winces. Maybe some human skin hats. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm from a different generation. Do you know what I've not had? I've forever been in sandals, I'm pretty sure. Being yes. a player and all that. And I really like some cowboy boots. Well. The cowboy boots would be good. She's like, just give me a second whilst I deal with the first man. As she walks over to you, Belsia. She's like, right, if I'm understanding this correctly, you're going on some sort of dinner date. And... You need what, what? What? How long do? You, how fast do you need this making? It's funny you should ask, because I, I, I think we're at the under two hours point now, so it might be a bit of a excellent a squeeze. I tell you what, for ten gold, I can have it ready in fifteen minutes. 
Is it? Are you very good at what you do, or are you, <laughs> uh, let's say, very very fast, but maybe you cut corners a little bit? Because I'm. <laughs> well, let me explain to you the Iron Triangle of speed, quality, and cost. <laughs> What's going to happen now is I'm going to charge you a lot of money. It's going to be shit quality, and you're going to get it very fast. That's how the Iron Triangle works. I was about to ask if I could make an insight check, but I feel like you've basically just done it for me because she was so <laughs> honest that it's not even funny. <laughs> yes, and she's like, are we of an accord? Can I... I'll tell you what, I'm not sure how this is going to go. Can I try it out for a night? And if I don't like it, I'll, I'll bring it back tomorrow. Mm. What the fuck does this look like? No, the pawn shop is next door. <laughs> it's worth a try. I tell you what. When, when do we pay for anything? Don't worry about that yet. <laughs> she keeps, she keeps looking over at you as you keep making references to not paying and this blue demon has just stuck a fucking top hat on something. She's like, oh, look, listen. Okay, I'll have it ready for you in 15 minutes. 10 gold? Okay. But it better be quick and of mediocre, at least, quality. Excellent. As um, you basically hear her turn around, there's like a, a wet fart that smells faintly of cabbage. As she wafts her hands around magically... And you basically see in the corner, um, the cloth starts magically apparating, almost like it's building itself out of magic. As you stand there and you just see the suit and the sequins, all the sequins lift up like a reverse kind of snowstorm <laughs> and they hang in the air as all the sequins turn and just start going doof, 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 onto the side of a suit. And she's like, right, that'll be ready in about 15 minutes. And she looks over. She's like, did somebody say that the goat would like socks? Not, not just any socks. Oh, here we go. And I, I point to Marvin, who's wearing his 90s E17 style puffer jacket. You know, like... Brian Harvey. <laughs> Brian Harvey, like a PVC, like a Peyton kind of shiny black puffer jacket. And um, now he's wearing his black top hat with his puffer jacket. Right. He would like some snazzy socks. And I point to the sequins and I'm like, think Shirley Bassey. Shirley who now? Honestly. The Queen Shirley Bassey. Dame Shirley She's basically like, I'm aware of the small gnome brian harvey who ran himself over with his cart after <laughs> eating too many baked potatoes but unfortunately i'm i'm not i'm not familiar with this that's Jimmy a really Bassey. good callback i forgot that bit of british pop culture yeah <laughs> that time brian harvey ran himself over with his own car why though? Why again? Because he'd eaten too many baked potatoes. No, he dropped his baked potato in the foot world and he was trying to get to it. <laughs> well, he fell he out of his own car and ran himself over. absolutely smacked off his tits on Right. <laughs> Listeners, pause the podcast, hail you to your nearest search engine, Google Brian Harvey falls out of car and runs himself over. Hail, hail you. Get it out of your I... system, finish laughing, 
dry your eyes and come back to the podcast because it's a classic. That's our festive Christmas gift to you, listeners. There does need to be some context, though, because Brian Harvey was one member of probably one of the most prolific boy bands in <laughs> the UK. What? Name what? two songs. They were everywhere. Name two songs. What are you talking about? It's barely even half masked. We, well, I mean, the, what, he's up there with the Beatles mean. and take that and I, I One Direction. We're going down the hole then. Excellent. 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 Fuck me, this is the least professional podcast of all time. Right. Um, yes, so he would like some sparkly, black, sparkly socks. Okay. He also loves his uncle. Um and he God. wants his he wants his socks to match the um the iconic jacket. What do you, oh, okay. As she goes over to Marvin, she kneels down, which almost looks like she's breaking herself round right angle. She's so frail. Oh. And she goes to get a little tape measure to measure up Marvin's hoof. As Marvin just hisses and spits at her and is like I I would like I would like to pick up Marvin, because he's on the floor. I'd like to pick him up to his head height, to me. And I'd like to say, Marvin, we don't do that. (laughs) We don't do that to our elders. We do that to everybody else. (laughs) Not to our elders. We hate everybody equally, Marvin. We don't discriminate, but we just hide it very well. Okay. At this point, Marvin goes flaccid. And... um... (laughs) <laughs> Tumescence picks up one of his hooves and measures them. She's like, right, okay, I think I can do that, right. Um, one gold piece. I'll take that, that's fine, yes. Let's call it five gold pieces with the top hat that he ate and wore and you vandalised. Four. Four it is. And I'll leave you a Google review. What the fuck is this Google you speak of? He's a wizard. He, he, he's a chatty Cathy, let me... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, this is just like Jethro. Jethro Shardlock. What a lost, of course. I do miss him. Shardlock. Died Excellent. in a felching accident. Taken before <laughs> his time. Right. So, you all look over. You now see the magical gubbins are going, like the, the shiny little hoof socks are being made as Belsiar's suit's being made in the corner. As can all of you exchange cash with the lovely lady? Well, Tatty. I'd like us all to settle up at the end. That's probably a good thing to do, isn't it? Have you considered becoming run, an economist? We all need to order first. We need our, we need our produce. <laughs> we need our, uh, our leather. No. Um, and then we'll start. Don't worry about that. Tati, as you look over at Barbara, she is locked eyes on a taxidermy stuffed owl that's on a shelf. It's pretty skew-whiff and it looks <laughs> like it died of constipation as Barbara will not take her eyes off this dead owl with glassy eyes. Uh, I'm going to walk over and uh, just like run my hand across her across her head and, and just give her a little, give her a little chin scritch. Little stroke. You type uh, it by the owl. 
<laughs> I say I just go I just I just go I'll, I'll, I say it's not it's not real you could have it if you want but it's not it's not real oh I thought oh, sorry no, when you said no. that I thought you walked over to the owl and stroked its head and gave it a little <laughs> no, no, no. No. no 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 as you as you um, and Barbara both look over um as you look away at Barbara and you look back at the owl you swear to god it's moved like you swear to god its head was facing the other way a moment ago um I uh, I ask uh, two masons how much is the um, how much is the owl? Well, the, the 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 owl has been with the shop since it opened eighty years ago. Um, he's old, but I could sell him to you, I suppose. Um, how much? How much are we talking? Well, I don't know. Um. Five gold pieces? He's quite... I mean, his name's Seamus. Oh. Seamus. Awesome. I love this. I love this. I'll take him. Best five gold I've ever spent. Um, As you walk up to Seamus, you pick him up. He just falls off his perch as you just see this dead weight just hit the floor. He's like, poof. (laughs) As as Cato, as Cato on Belsiar's shoulder is just like, oh, well done, fuckwit. I think you've killed him. Uh, I uh, I pick him up and I just I, uh, I I I take him over to take him over to Barbara and I just gently place him on the on the ground in front of Barbara. I'm not trying to persuade her one way or the other. Whatever she wants to do, make me just... an animal handling check. Oh, that's quite good actually. Uh, Dirty twenty. A dirty 20. As Barbara just walks over to Seamus, the ancient owl, and just starts licking him, she's like... <sniffs> as you just see feathers just start coming off him, and her tongue is soon just black with, like, um, feathers. As you just see this ancient geriatric owl just looking more and more upset as the top layer of his feathers and skin are just being peeled off. As Can he stand up? He's, yeah, but just about. He's very old. I'm going to pick him up and put him on my shoulder. As you pick him up and put him on his shoulder, the look of relief is palpable as he just does a little dusty fart. Um, as Barbara looks up at you, like, forlorn with a, like, feathered tongue. Um, it's at this point before we totally lose the thread of this episode, that you hear a ding a ling ling in the back of the shop as you look around um, to Messence Tuberé. is uh, like, well, your suit is done. Would you like to try it on? I certainly would. As the suit almost flows towards you, arms out, as you step into it, like, gracefully, as it wraps around you with magic, um... Unfortunately, to do this, magic is also going to have to undress you as your trousers just apparate off you in magic <laughs> as you're suddenly stripped off and this other suit just lines itself up and buttons itself up. Um, as it's okay. You lick. Swish. Interspecies nudity is not really nudity, is it? Oh, we've all been naked in this shop. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> as you stand in front of a mirror... Um, and you just see this bow tie just shoot in from both yes. sides and just go ding 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 ding. 
I feel like a... As you look at yourself up and down, you're looking pretty dapper. I feel like a hundred gold pieces. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure we didn't say a hundred, but I'm more than happy to pay for it. No, that price like, yeah, it, it feels like, like for the price of... It's, it's a tenfold increase. As she walks over to Marvin and just individually puts a little sequined booty on each of his feet. Doof, 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 doof. I want to um, explore because I do want some cowboy boots, but I'm not bothered if they're bespoke. If I look around, will I happen to find some? Well, she looks at you. She's like, right, yes, I have all sorts of shoe wear, if you wish. As she walks you into the back, and she's like, what exactly is it that you're after? Slippers? I want jazzy cowboy boots that make me look fly as fuck. And if they happen to have some sort of magical property, I won't be upset. And I give her a little wink-wink. I also, like, maybe rubbed a little holy symbol while I wear. She's like, well, for narrative reasons, I'll be a cobbler too then, shall I? (laughs) She doesn't have to make them. She doesn't have to make them. She could just, if she has some, cool. You know, I just want some freaking cowboy boots. As you find yourself in a wardrobe at the back, as you see racks of, like, different shoes, she's like, cowboy boots, right, okay. Will this be functional cowboy boots, or will this be more artistic kind of cowboy boots? As you remember, she's old. Functional. As you can tell tell by my odour, I'm I'm an outdoorsy (laughs) kind. Yes, it's true. You do have a lingering aftertaste as she just runs a finger down your chest. And you can just oh. see the grime come off you onto her. <laughs> right. Well, functional cowboy boots. As uh, she just goes through various racks and pulls you out a set of kind of cracked and worn leather cowboy boots. There we go. There we go. Well, I mean, these are technically mine and this is my wardrobe, but you are more than welcome <laughs> to them for... Um, <laughs> Start going through so- the weather, all these old ladies, brazers. Just <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, it's like, is there anything else you want? As- I'm like, yeah, to be honest, this, this corset's quite nice. It is velour, after all. Okay, darling, I tell you what. They you dress yourself. Across the booth. <laughs> you dress yourself. Let me just take the coin off the other customers. You dress yourself with whatever you want, and then I'll tell you how much it comes to. How about that? Mm. Okay, sounds good. Yes. I did have a plan to, for, the, for the payment, but mm. hey, it's fine. It's fine. What's your plan running away? Don't worry about it. We'll get there. I'm just going to play Mrs. Doubtfire for a moment. And we'll As you all come back, Belsia, you are prepped and ready. Belsia, you've only got about half an hour until you oh, need to shit. be at the restaurant now. Um, everyone else, have you got what you want? Yes. Tati, you've got a geriatric wizened fucking owl on your Would shoulder. It's got, also, you have the little wooden block that's like half a little branch on a pedestal uh, that you can put in your inventory. Uh, as you've got now got like a quasi-nude owl um, that is just looking more and more like it moves very slowly. This this owl moves at glacial pace. Um, yeah, Barbara's definitely going to eat it at some point. Absolutely. Um, right, so, oh dear Lord. Right, Lewis, what are you wearing? Um, I want to put Burst back in saying that I, I found it and I'm wearing said cracked old cowboy boots. Yes. Uh, may or may not have spells. I don't know this woman that well. Um, 
I'm wearing um, sort of like an old brassiere, but as she's quite um, a chunky lady, I guess it's going to be kind of on, on my skinny frame. It kind of wraps around me like a strange sarong. Um, and I'm also wearing like a velvet long skirt. Um, there is fishnets underneath, but you can only get a little glimmer of those when I walk past. And um, yeah, kind of like a shawl, like a shawl round my shoulders. Yeah. So old dusty stuff. Right. And fishnets. Okay. So, yeah. Lewis going for that, that sexy babushka. Exactly like that, yes. <laughs> the sexiest old babushka you've ever seen, but with a skinny elderly cleric frame. So as, as this kind of emaciated, hairy cleric walks out the back, <laughs> um, looking a little bit like... Um, yeah, like a like a wizened like a wizened babushka doll, wrapped up in all sorts of different fabrics, like a myriad, like a whirlwind of different fabrics. She's like, "Brilliant! Take them off my hands, just please leave." Um, okay, I would like one to... gold, one gold yeah. for all of my used clothes. That's really that's really good, um, but I guess if everyone's got what they want, it'd be a real good time for me to cast command <laughs> on her. And I'm going to politely command that she flees. <laughs> you see, what I'm going for here is a reverse diamond dash, where we don't run away. Does she, she need to make some sort of saving throw check? She does, yeah. What's the saving throw? Yeah, can it, instead of a saving throw, can you make a moral compass <laughs> throw? <laughs> this is an old lady who's bent double. Worst. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't sign up to And think how funny it's going to be watching her run away. Watching <laughs> her star to death right. because she can't afford her bills. <laughs> does, <laughs> does, she, does she need to make some sort of wisdom yeah. saving throw against well, this? 14, 14, 14 wisdom saving throw. 14 wisdom saving throw. All right, I'm making the roll. There's, there's no moral compass in my inventory. <laughs> as, she, <laughs> as she basically, she rolls a 17. Fuck. Um, as you stand in front of her, basically winking, trying to get the magic up, you're like desperately trying to use your Jedi mind trick on her as she just stares at you with her hand out, a bit like when you go to a hotel and you don't tip the waiter and he just sits there coughing. Um, if you didn't like my first idea, uh, Shana, you're really not going to like my second idea, which is to hit her with a hammer. <laughs> what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her the five gold for. Uh, <laughs> uh, for it's good. I'd have another go. It's good. I'll, it's good. I'll give her the gold. <laughs> as as all of you look over, Aristobulus dressed up like some sort of washerwoman. Um, you see, he's trying to use his magic, but he's tired and he just can't get it going. As you all look, as he reaches behind him and he's got a hammer tucked into the back of his trousers, as he goes to reach it, all of you run up and just barge him out the way and put the money on the counter. Uh, How many gold for the socks? uh, Two, uh, well, one gold for the socks, but let's call it four gold for the socks and the top hat and the moral distress. (laughs) Pay your therapist the four gold. Okay, Okay, thank you. Oh, God, this is... Well, I, I need to lie down. As she ushers you all out of 
I couldn't give her the lie down she needs. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, a nice long rest. That's what I could have given her. That's that's so vaguely threatening. Yes, I couldn't work like out whether that was violent or just creepy. Right, as she ushers you all out of the shop, she's like, thank you, thank you. As you hear the door, like you hear the click, 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 as she's just like bolting and locking the door behind you as you just see the little open sign flip round to closed think, and you just see somebody like snuffing candles inside the shop I think Hanash is still in there um, okay we'll come back for him yeah, where's Hanash in all yeah we get we get Hanash out he's, he's just been trying hats on around his over his smell bowl they're just, ha- they're just hanging over the fucking over the fucking spike. As, as, as Hanash just comes out the fire escape with that little bar that says only for use in emergencies <laughs> as the little alarm goes off on the yeah. shop. <laughs> he walks out the fire escape. Um, you all gather in the square. Um, right. Belsia, you need to go to your dinner date. Um, Let's see. Can I, can I cast... Um, I'm not going to seem to clean myself. Have I got time for a shower? Have you got prestidigitation? That's it. Yes, I, I prestigitate myself clean, just just to get the stench off. Um, as you basically just feel all the dirt ripple off you, as everybody just sees a dusty cloud just go poof off so the dragonborn as it just evaporates. <laughs> it's it's no larger than one cubic foot, so I do a tactical around the groin and armpits. Oh, right. Yeah, you just see groin and armpits um, cloaca. <laughs> Kind of like uh, is is that a, is that like a is that a magical yeah, version of a shower? A shower, like a flannel bath. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's like a wet white bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, the kind way. of thing you do before a Tinder date, and then directly after the Tinder date. Right there, we go. <laughs> there we go. Right now that we've discussed it, everybody, um, are you all happy? Aristobulus is dressed up like some sort of washerwoman. Marvin now has a felt top hat, puffer jacket, and sparkly booties. Mm-hmm. Um, Tatty has a decrepit owl. And as you look over, you notice now that um, Belsiar, Cato, and Pacato are all sparkly. As you just see Cato just playing with his little, like, bow tie. <laughs> They've they've gone they've gone full like the like the the uh, the singing items in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> now that they've been prestigitated, you just see Cato's looking really awkward. Cato's yes. never no, Pacato's never been dressed before. As Pacato's just using his tubers to try and claw the clothes off him, as he looks like a kid in a school photo, <laughs> he's just looking deeply deeply upset. Um, right, what what are the rest of you going to do whilst Belsiar's on this dinner date? I'd like to go back to the church where Petunia is and uh, take... I'll probably talk to Maud about it. Um, probably say, because she helped out with my hands, maybe she could help you out with your uh, little... Little being the operative word, dick knows I'm problem. in. Um, you mean you yeah. mean Maud's canonical dick nose? Yeah. The the elephant in the room of this podcast. Don't call it an elephant. Call it a trunk. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I think we might we might have some luck there. Okay. Uh, I don't if Aristobulus wants to join us. Uh, I guess Hanash will join us just for yeah. just for simplicity's sake. Sure. Okay. So as you say your goodbyes to each other, would anyone like to impart any advice to Belsia before you? As, as you make your way to the edge of a um, lamplit square, you see this beautiful Dickensian square with cobbled streets. Can't imagine what the fuck I'm basing this on. On each corner, there's a little, like, gas lamp, and it's all beautiful. As um, snow starts falling from the sky, Ooh. as you look over, you can see snow is starting to settle on the head of the dead dragon turtle um, <laughs> on the corner of the square. It's this beautiful kind of... You see, you see a bunch of... Um, carol singers singing a song about um three sailors and one cup <laughs> as you take belsiar to the edge of the square and you point to him where ruben navas is uh, ruben guavas is um tapas restaurant spread and dip is would would any of you like to offer him any dating advice <laughs> uh, um i feel the most like the obvious choice. Um, I'm going to say, when in doubt, always keep it greasy. <laughs> and then I'm going to pause and to think of somewhere else. I'm just sort of going to look at the sky for a while, look down for a bit, look back at him and go, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. That's okay. cool. That's... I'm going to walk away. Stay that's greasy. When in, when in doubt, keep it greasy. Sound advice. That's... It's the stobby way. It's the Respect way. your uh, your great experience, old man. Um, sure, top tracker. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna walk up and and uh, just like hold out my hand to him to shake and just say, uh, "Good luck, good luck, lizard man." Um, it's just if if you're secretly a little freak, just <laughs> don't don't hurt the man. <laughs> Uh, he seems like a nice guy. Just, just, just don't, just don't. Kill I him. love the way you're more worried about Al Garundi than you are about Belsia. Yeah, we've seen what Belsia can do with fire. We've seen what Belsia can do by you accident. Know I can handle myself. Yeah. Uh, so he's secretly he's sec- he's a he's a nuclear weapon waiting to go off. It's going to be like Basic Instinct uh, with the ice pick, except uh, it will be like a shard of ice. Okay, it'd be more like Deep Impact. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tremors. Um, right. As the rest of you make your way up the hill towards St. Silas and the Church of the Blind Pauper, Belsia, you stand outside um, Spread and Dip. As you look at the front, it's this beautiful. There's a now fresco seating area outside, and you see various people but they're the high-born class of the city sitting outside having an alfresco dining experience in the in the snow as there's little heaters and gas lamps you see little magical heaters and as the snow comes down there's almost like an area of effect magical heater above each of the seats as the snow sizzles as it comes in contact with it as you see people quaffing fine port and brandy and smoking cigars you see ladies of leisure and men of high-born and high-birth even, um, as you stand outside the restaurant, what do you do? Um, I, I remember 
something my mother told me long ago at the at the at the sewing table, which is when in doubt, pink, pinky out, and I march in with my my pinkies ready. When you say pinky, you <laughs> <laughs> was going to say you. You got your knob out, <laughs> or are you? When um, down, knob out. <laughs> also, if you've got your pinkies out, how the fuck are you opening the door handle? But anyway, as you, as you open the door, this waft of rich food kind of um, just blasts. You can feel flavours. There's so much kind of like so many herbs and spices and meats hit you as a... Um, as you see, uh, somebody comes to you and is like, do you have a reservation? I'm here to have dinner with Al Gurundi. Ah, Al Gurundi, yes. Excuse me, please come with me. As you weave your way through various tables and you see groups of people like just laughing and eating by candlelight and you see various kind of couples in little booths in the corner, as you make your way to a table at the back as you see the red-scaled dragon-born form of Algarundi. His face lights up as he sees you, as he stands up and is like, Darling, look at you. You scrub up nicely. Thank you, Al. Um, you, you look great too. As he takes your hand, and he does that weird thing where he shakes your hand and then puts his other hand over your hand, so your hand <laughs> is clasped between his. He's like, first names. I like it. Well, Bell, <laughs> shall we? As he, he pulls your chair out for you. Thanks, Al. Al. Uh, can I call you Al? <laughs> you may call me whatever you like. <laughs> hey, let's not get ourselves banned in America as well as Russia, okay? Let's not infringe anyone's copyright, especially... After the Hall & Oates situation, yeah. we better be careful. After the Hall & we, we need to be careful. Yeah. Right, Belsiar, as you go to sit down, you realise the price of a cheap suit is it's incredibly tightly cut. As you sit down and just a thousand sequins just dig <laughs> into your undercroft... As to you just, it's like death by a thousand cuts as you realize sequins are not great for tight-fitting trousers <laughs> as you wince and tighten up as you sit down as a crunching sound as like individual sequins just slot in between your scales oh. um, as Algarundi sits out that Algarundi is lit up like a thousand candles he's iridescent he's so excited to see you and the thing you notice about Algarundi is he smells amazing. <laughs> Algarundi's aftershave has almost got its own personality. You can smell the cinnamon and the sandalwood in his aftershave as it just smells like success. Um, you can almost see as you look down, the candles are starting to vibrate. There's so much alcohol in the air from Algarundi's aftershave <laughs> that the candles are starting to splutter with it, um, like a canary in a coal mine. As you sit down, he's like, would you like to... Pick the wines? Yes. Um, I'll give me the, the, the wine list and I'll pick a good one. As you see a little sickly looking boy wearing a pinny scuttle out of the back, as you see Geoffrey 
dressed as a little sommelier, <laughs> um, you just hear a little, <coughs> you see a little boy with a wet cough as Jeffrey. How many <laughs> fucking jobs does this guy have? He needs his money. He works at like three different shops and he's a waiter. Didn't I kill Jeffrey? <laughs> No, that was, that was the that was the that was the that was the other Jeffrey, the oh. orphan boy. Oh, are all the ill children <laughs> called Jeffrey? <laughs> Shit, I've always got Jeremy. As as you see, you see, oh, Shit, was it was Jeremy, Jeremy, wasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was. Oh, yeah. it was Jeremy. I, I, I say this directly to his face. I thought your name was Jeremy. As, as you look over, he's like. <laughs> That's his disguise for when he goes to a different place. <laughs> he calls himself Jeffrey. <laughs> for tax reasons. <laughs> uh, as, as, really got to avoid those taxes. As Jeremy walks up to you, you just hear a little wet coughing noise. He's clearly very ill as he's like... <coughs> as you see him wipe some saliva off the side of the wine list, as he hands you a clipboard with a wine list on, as you look down at it, it just has four wines on it. Under red, it says, there is a Rusco from the Martinelli estate. There's another red wine that says, Pape du Stank, 94. There's another white that says, Coule de Citron. And in little footnotes, it says, this pairs well with the Rocky Mountain oysters. And then underneath that, it says, um, there is a white wine from the Merry Merkin estate, special uh, reserve. Uh- May, may I just just hazard? May I um, introduce the fact that a rocky oyster, a rocky mountain oyster. Don't tell him this. Why would you tell him this? Okay. Right. Excellent. Right. So you see the options. You've got a you've got a rusco, a pap de stank, if you like a red, or you have a cool de citron, or you have something from the Merry Merkin estate. Keen like to make a, a good impression, I throw the wine list at Jeffrey. Jeremy, and I say, have you nothing more expensive? Um, he looks at you for a while, looks over worryingly at um, the head waiter who nods at him as he scuttles back and he pulls out this ancient dusty bottle as he like moves the um, dust off the label and he says, <coughs> Feldwater. <laughs> No, we're talking. That's like asking for something more expensive than a book fast. It's like asking for an expensive red wine and getting a book fast. He basically yeah. pops the cork on this ancient bottle, and rather than a bang, there's a wheeze as you just hear this kind of <laughs> come out the top of the bottle. As he turns it sideways, this is fortified wine. It's less wine and more brown sauce, as you just see this kind of alcoholic sludge. And he puts a little bit and he hands it to you to try. I, I, I take a sip and, and resist the urge to throw up and say, uh, Make me a constitution oh, no. check. Make me a constitution check. Stomach of iron. Okay, that's a 12. A 12, your eyes, ears, like nose, ass, all of them just start weeping as it's, it's really a 4D taste experience, felt water. Um, as you look up into the eyes of Al Karundi, who's cocked an eyebrow and is like, well, 
I knew that you might be a deviant, but my God, we've already descended into the pit. <laughs> Put it directly into my face, darling. As um, Jeffrey puts it on the table. Jeffrey goes and gets a little ice bucket and puts the um, the uh, felch water in the ice bucket, hands you both a menu and scuttles off. Can I um, tip him a, um, a, a shiny copper piece for throwing the, dramatically throwing the menu at him? As you basically go to hand him a little copper piece you just see he bows doubly almost in half he bows in front of you and just scuttles back off behind a crushed velvet curtain as you just hear a little (laughs) as he just vanishes away right that's where we're going to leave belsia at this point would people like a five minute drinks break or would you like to push on and see where we can get because we have to finish bang on time because we meet in the other people at 10 o'clock i'm good you have to finish five minutes beforehand. Yeah, exactly. So are people happy to bang on and have a five-minute yeah. break? Then? Okay, so we're going to leave Belsiar in a restaurant drinking felch water <laughs> uh, with a flamboyant dragonborn as he's dressed all in sequins. As we make the rest of you, what are you you're making your way up the hill towards St. Silas's and the Church of the Blind Pauper. Yeah. Why again? That's where the old lady, uh, Sister Perineus, works. Yeah. She, she's, she's, she's the queen of the Emmentals. Oh, yeah. Cool. Figuratively, not literally. Oh. All right. Cheesy queen. Are we close? Are we walking? We've we got quick time. I, I, as we go past, I'd like to swipe a bottle of wine from one of the tables. Oh, is, oh what? When you drop him off before you leave, you want to steal yeah, a bottle yeah, of wine? Yeah, so we drop him off as we go past. I swipe a bottle of wine from one of the tables. Uh, maybe a sleight of hand check, please. It's a street party. I mean, I would say with disadvantage, being that you have a sparkly boot goat with a puffer jacket and a fucking velvet crush top hat next to you. <laughs> I, just I, think that's that's I think that's advantage. I think that's advantage. Yeah, it's actually, it, pulls, it pulls focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most natural distraction. Yeah, we can do whatever we want now. Now Marvel's all dressed up to the nines. Twelve. Do do I get it because it's advantage? Do I get another throw? No, I didn't say it was advantage. I just said make a make a roll. So oh, why don't I get advantage? <laughs> because you've got a fucking goat with sparkly sequined socks, yeah, and puffer jacket, and a crushed velvet top hat with up. its horns sticking out of it. They're not looking at what I'm picking up. You do also have a dick nose. Let's not. And you've forget. also got a giant dick nose <laughs> just swinging <laughs> in the breeze. Um, Fine. As you make your way over, everyone's going on. Everybody, like, you're a ragtag group of ne'er-do-wells. This is a fine dining, exclusive kind of restaurant. As people look at what appears to be an elderly, emaciated washerwoman who appears to be begging for coin, as everyone's looking at Aristobulus, taken in by the squalor of him. As they look over at him, Maud, you swipe a bottle of um, Dom Perignon out of an ice bucket. As you walk away, you hear the couple chatting as the woman is like, Roger, where's the... Where is it? As Roger's like, where's what? The Dom Perignon. I don't know. This really is the pits. <laughs> I've had enough with you. As you just hear them getting into a blazing argument. As, as you walk away, you just hear, I want a divorce. <laughs> as 
You've just ruined does, someone. Does Roger have a history of Does Roger have a history of swiping <laughs> communal alcohol from his own table, necking it, and then hiding the bowl? Yeah. She's very unlucky. <laughs> as you hear, as she's like, Roger, I want a divorce, and I'm keeping the yacht. As you just see this bejeweled, furred woman just stand up and skulk across the cobbles. Um, as you walk off with a bottle of Dom Perignon in your hand, what are you all doing as you make your way to this church, other than stealing alcohol off the... Drinking it. <laughs> stealing and drinking, it's kind of what we do, AJ. Read a fucking book. Um, um, Read a fucking book, okay. Yeah. But I do, I do want to ask, I do want to ask, um, Belsio is obviously having the time of his life. He's going to be ordering lovely food. He's got interesting drink. We are going up to the church. We've got a bottle of fizz, but we don't have any snacks. Um, I was just going to get some food later from the uh, from the busty busty barnacle again when we when we stay the night. I think they had stew last time. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to have church crackers, <laughs> obviously. Yes, church wafers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Hunash laid into the to, into the church spread pretty heavily last time. Right. So, more just to keep the storyline moving, where are you getting snacks from? Well, church. Do we pass anywhere on the way to the church? Um, you on your way to the church, you walk through various food stalls. So, um, you see on the edge of the courtyard on the street going up, you see various carts, some with roast meats. Other people offering. You see a fondue cart. You see roast lizards on sticks. Um, the lizard see- man. The lizard man with the stick. Lizard man. In the background, you could swear you hear a man saying, "Moccasins, moccasins. <laughs> I have the finest <laughs> moccasins in all of the land." But you, you walk up to the the lizard stick man. I'd like to buy lizards on a stick for the group. There's three of us, aren't there? Uh, was Hanash, oh. Tati, uh, Aristobulus, you've got Maud, not Maud, you've got Marvin, you've got Barbara. So not fucking made of Bar- money. Barbara's, Barbara's good. Barbara's, Barbara's good, got, right, okay. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got pocket, I've got pocket. Megan, as you look she, down, she, Barbara's she just, Barbara's on chewing on Seamus the Owl, as every time she chews on him, you just hear him go, eee! as she chews again, and he's like, eee! <laughs> You, you see a sad look on the owl's face. Don't worry about paying, guys. I've got, a, I've got an All idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to buy ten lizards for the um for the group. Well, I mean, uh, there are five lizards on each stick. So, is that fifty lizards or two sticks of five? That's two sticks. Two sticks. Okay. Well. Would you like to upgrade that to extra large with drink? Uh, I would like. I'd like some um, spicy mayo on my lizards, please. Oh, very good. Yes, we have uh, peri peri secret sauce. Peri peri lizards. I'll take some peri peri lizards. All right. And would you like to upgrade your lizards to have curly tails? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> there you go. Are we really being up? We're being upsold by a fucking lizard tail. <laughs> yes. Like, I want my lizards to have curly tails. That is three copper pieces, two super large family saver deluxe meals with curly tails. I, I, I'll get this one. Don't you worry. I'm going to make, make that two. Well, yes, you've already bought two. You want two? Yeah, make it three. <laughs> All right, make it three. As he looks over at his wife, 
and he's like rubbing his hands together. <laughs> um, he's like, all right, three. You can see this guy doesn't sell. And he's like, all right, three? Yeah, yeah. Right. So everyone's, everyone's Five copper pieces. Five copper yeah. pieces. Okay, great. Be real nice to, <laughs> to cast command. We're never going to finish this fucking episode, right? Um, just so he's got just, to make a watch. Just Aristobulus every five minutes going, going. I've got something up my sleeve. So he's got to make a he's got to make a what a DC thirteen wisdom saving throw. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Come on. Oh, shit, he got 10. Yeah! As, we eat him as, for free tonight. You see him sway on his feet for a minute. as he, so he comes back around as he's like... He looks at you and his eyes kind of go a bit boss-eyed. What are you... What are you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say flee. I'm going to have to go with flee. I was tempted for something else, but I think it's just the right way. I'm going to point him the way we came, obviously. You go, flee. He's got 60 yards to leg You see the horror in his eyes. He was slowly turning lizards over a spit, and you can see the fat dripping off the lizards and landing on the coals and sizzling. As he stops mid-turn, his eyes are still terrified as his body is moving outside of his control. As you just see him look over at his wife, who's standing next to him, as he just flees down the car, and you can just hear the clicker-clacker of, like, leather slippers um, on the floor as he runs down the street. Good. Good. As his wife steps in and is like, Reginald, what do you, what, Reginald? Reginald, son of a fucking bitch. As she steps in and is like, right, that will be five copper. <laughs> He'll be back, don't worry. As she scoops up the um, three lots. He does this all the time. He's all right. He's really man. Perhaps we have run out of garlic. I don't know. As um, she scoops up, you see little, like, she gives you a little, like, um, wooden bowl and puts three lots of five lizards in, each with curly tails. And she she sends you three room temperature glasses of some sort of sickly orange drink, hands them over to you, and is like, five copper pieces. Still keeping one eye, looking for her husband who's fucked off somewhere. Good job it's not my go, because guess who's getting hammered? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to I'd like to pay one gold piece to her. As she looks down at the gold piece and she's like, why would you do this to me? It's nice to be nice. As you see Aristobulus slowly take the hand <laughs> off the hammer, she's like, thank you very much. This is... Uh, very, very kind of you. This is worth so much to her. This is a holy... As she basically takes the rest of the lizards off the rotisserie, she takes a giant bucket of the, the room temperature sickly orange drink and just pours it over the coals as they sizzle. As she turns, pulls down the roller shutter at the front as you're left, holding three sticks, each with five peri-peri lizards on them with curly tails. Curly, curly tails is very important. <laughs> As as you one of who's by, who's eating it? They're, they're for everybody. So we take a lizard. I'll give um, I'll give Barbara a couple, and then uh, I'll just I'll snack on. Bar- Barbara loves it. As Barbara drops the owl, you just hear. <laughs> a, um, as 
you hear see Barbara crunching. I put him back on my shoulder. Put him back on. You see, he's he's looking like slightly like crushed as he sl- you rewrite him and put him back together. Put Seamus back on your shoulder as um, Barbara wolfs down a lizard. As you crunch into one, you get this beautiful like all the juices as the skin <coughs> cracks, all the juices and oils flow out of the lizard, and you get a wonderful kind of waft of um, sumac, which is a delicious spice. Right. There we go. As we I, go, I'd like to give a lizard to Seamus, please. As you give hmm? a lizard to Seamus, you just, he's only got a tiny beak as you try and ram a burning hot lizard into his beak. As you just see the sad look. As what you do is you get the edge of the tail of the lizard and you just turn it round like a corkscrew as it slowly turns <laughs> down his throat as you hear Seamus just going. <laughs> <laughs> as you just turn the lizard on a corkscrew down his throat and just leave it sticking out the front of his face. Um, Right, as we're going to pan back to Belsiar, as Algarundi is like, darling, now that I've got you all on your own, let's talk about the wizard's sleeve. Let's. I couldn't help but notice you're probably my senior to some extent, to some number of years, of a certain number. How old do you think I am, darling? A uh, hundred. <laughs> <laughs> As you hit, you feel something hard rub up against your foot <laughs> underneath the table. Fucking yeah, drinks have only just arrived. The oysters, yeah. As as Jeremy scuttles in and puts a warm bread roll in front of each of you and hands you. A menu. Uh, what's on the menu? As you look down at the menu, you see this is a tapas restaurant. And at the top, it says Ruben Guavez awarded two stars from the Mitchell and Bugbear Food Award. <laughs> As you see on the tapas menu, so he's a holder of two stars. He's a very renowned chef, Ruben Guavez. Um, As you see, there is... Um, Seafood paella with langoustine. There is bluefin tuna ceviche. There is potatoes bravos with romesco sauce. There is seared beef with grilled peppers and wild caper berries. There is albondigas made with owlbear sweetmeats. And there are Rocky Mountain oysters. I'll get the, uh, yeah, I think I'll get the uh, potatoes bravos, the... uh... The Albert Sweetmeats and the Rocky Mountain Oysters. As um, you see, um, Al, Al Bondacast, <laughs> as, as you see Al Garundi, uh, Cox now he's like, I like your style, two dishes, you must have a ravenous appetite. As you feel something rub up your inner life. I enjoy eating sweet meats, Al. Well... <laughs> This is the worst. Good man, good man, Belsiar. As you seductively sip felch water out of your glass. Now, the thing you notice about fine felch water is, much like wine, it leaves tears on the edge of the glass. But these tears are like brown smears down the inside of the wine glass. As you chug back another mouthful of felch water, um, just like like smears in the toilet bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
As you use you use your warm bread roll to clean round the rim of the wine glass. Oh. <laughs> um, so you you see Jeremy is there with a little notepad um, as he's like uh, as you as you as you order um, albondigas, which is meatballs uh, made with owlbear sweetmeats and the Rocky Mountain oysters. Um, as Algarundi is like. Well, maybe we could share. Shall I order some other bits and maybe we could put them in the middle of the table and go down? I think that's the uh that's what tapas was made for, baby. Alright. Well in that case, I will get the bluefin tuna ceviche and perhaps I will get the potatoes bravas. And we'll just You've already got the potatoes bravas. No, I've got the albondigas. I did order some potatoes bravas, but I don't know if the if the waiters heard me and Oh I see. You mixed up the order. There's albondigas. Oh, you can get all three. Why not? You've got the potato bravos with the romesco sauce. You've got the albondigas with the albert sweetmeats. You've got the Rocky Mountain oysters. At this point, Jeremy's like, (coughs) (coughs) Would you like to do the tasting menu? It's quicker than just ordering everything on the fucking menu. (laughs) Why why not, Jeremy? Why not? All right. As he has to really take a breath as he pulls out a little like hand pump inhaler oh, as you yeah. see him just discharging an inhaler as he's like <laughs> <laughs> as he makes his way back through the um through the little curtain at the back as Algarundi is like, Well, I may be an old dragon, but I know class when I see it. Oh, you mean you mean me. Thank you. Uh it's been Wow. It's been a long time since I've eaten this fancy. It's it's normally whatever I can find in the in the in the bins or uh. <laughs> He's like, Oh you cad, stop it. As you look down at the price of the tasting menu and it says three hundred and fifty gold pieces each. Did he say Dutch? When you said Dutch you meant figuratively, like we'll we'll eat half of it. And then you'll pay for it. Was that 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 was my understanding? As he looks over at you, he's are you trying to persuade him or threaten him? <laughs> classic, classic, classic date. Yeah, chat. This is date You're chat. Paying, right? So if I order some uh, potato wedges, could we go half on that? You know, I'm not that hungry, but oh no, oh, oh no, oh no, no, Lewis. Oh no, we're losing Lewis. Come on, Lewis. Oh no, Brian Harvey. Stay with us, Brian. <laughs> Lewis has leaned too far outside of his own car. Listeners. <laughs> well, this is a this is a treasured moment that we can all <laughs> can all just <laughs> sit in the awkwardness. We can all just bathe in the Lewis awkwardness frozen, of this moment. Frozen. As we've we've lost Lewis. Face. Lewis is doing some sort of weird telephone wheeler dealer. Belsia looks around at the restaurant as everyone seems to have frozen in place and the the air turns cold and he's like what's going on i'll tell you what we'll make the executive decision to crash on as lewis isn't actually in the date we will crash on with the date listeners as we've lost lewis right so as you're there with algarundi he's like so do you date often um yes yeah i'm i'm very popular and successful so obviously i'm i'm often dating and um as i as i was telling you earlier um i found i have found myself temporarily embarrassed in in terms of funds um 
so for me, this is really just another another fancy meal at another fancy restaurant, but with some wonderful company. Oh, well, you flatter me. I imagine a crocoborn like you must, well, you must have your pick. As you feel, whatever it is that's like moving up your leg is now just above your knee on your inner thigh and slowly rubbing up against your inner thigh. Is Lewis dying? I suspect Lewis might be dying. Detract in the ethers of the internet. He looks like he's fully disassociated. And he's Can stuck. you see a picture? I can't see a picture of Lewis. It's just a grey box. Well, this has gone well. We can put this up with some of our most successful moments ever on the podcast. There we go. We are recording again after some technical difficulties. God bless the internet. Fucking Tim Berners-Lee. Um, there we go. Right. Okay, looks. So coming back into the, the, the dinner date, you find yourself at a table with one of the most handsome um, dragonborn males that you've ever seen. I mean, he definitely has a tight skincare regime. He's got some of the most supple, moist scales you've ever seen. Um, he's wearing a fine red velvet jacket uh, with a beautiful kind of matching blue tie, beautiful shade of pastel. As you stare at him through the candles in the middle of the table as you see them flicker, um, as you see your food arrive as little um, trays kind of arrive with all different kinds of uh, food with like kind of, I can't remember what they're called, those kind of silver domes over the top of the trays. They have a technical term and I can't remember what it is. As as you see people just arriving with little domes of trays as they, they lift them up. Hey? Cloches. A cloche. That's right. Thank you. As you see silver cloches arrive, you see almost like a stream of, of little Jeremy's arriving with little cloches as people just gather around you as you as your conversation is abruptly paused. Um as you see the food presented in front of you, and each of you is given little plates with which to share the tapas as the waiter does that fucking annoying thing where they come over and refill your wine as you were just pacing yourself with your felch water. The waiter comes and just slowly tips the bottle of felch water oh, up, and much like trying to get the last of the ketchup out of the bottle, they have to tap the back <laughs> of the glass to try and get the last of the felch water out the bottom of the bottle. Um, as yeah, you can definitely feel something hard just slowly moving up your inside thigh, as I was saying earlier. Um, something is rubbing up against the inside of your leg and has just made it to your inner thigh. As can I just just. Can I um, discreetly check to see what what this thing is? I, I, I assume what it is, but just want to be sure. It's it's not a. Do you want to do this subtly, or do you want to? How do you want to play this? Subtly, if I can, yeah. So to maybe it's like a hand check. Your leg. See whether he screams. <laughs> um, play of hand. Thirteen. Thirteen. As you you carry on with witty conversation. Uh, um, Al Garundi is saying something as you just laugh. You're not really listening to what he says as you're like, <laughs> as you slowly 
move your hand down the front of your trousers as there's a crunching as something bites the end of your finger as you stifle a scream and pull your hand out you see Pakato is slowly being climbing up <laughs> your inner thigh um, at some point he's fallen off the table and he's just been slowly climbing up your leg <laughs> I, 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 what what are you doing with Pakato? I just I, I put him inside uh, I guess I can't I I put him inside my 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 tux jacket and I'm like oh I'm terribly sorry my my potato familiar must have must have gone walkies oh familiar darling it's been a long time since I had a familiar I used to have myself a little piglet <gasps> I used to have a little piglet but it went feral and I had to put it down I we've got a lot of echo there. Have you toggled your headphones thing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Why is this? Welcome so to bad? the festive edition. Ho 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 holy <laughs> shit, listeners. <laughs> oh, this has gone well. This has gone about as well as can be expected. Um right, so Belsia, as you see, um all the food kind of arrives. The last thing you see, um, as you explain to Al Garundi what the hell's going on and apologize, you start blushing. And you, the last thing you see is the shape of Pakato as a waiter puts a cloche down on top of him. And you see them <laughs> like the Pakato heading out towards the kitchens as um, Al Garundi's like, darling, you really must try the Rocky Mountain oysters. As he puts one on the end of his fork and, like, leans over. As you see an almost, like, nuggety kind of breadcrumbed thing on the end of a fork wafted towards you. I take a, a delicate bite. Uh, as, as you bite into it and you, 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 you see it's kind of dusted lightly and fried with panko breadcrumbs <laughs> as your cat knocks over your dice. Um, as... Uh, this is brilliant. This is like the most professional podcast <laughs> recording we've ever had. Um, as you as you crunch into the rocky oyster, the, the rocky mountain oysters, there's a bit of bite on the outside as your teeth go through the the panko breadcrumbs, and almost like a burst of wet, kind of like almost like a uh, like a grape, kind of exploding uh -huh. as a salty warmth enters your palate. Um, as almost like a little kind of warm saline balloon bursts inside your mouth and you get wafts of cooked meats, but like a real kind of salty afterkick. What do you think, darling? Oh, very, um, uh, sort of a, a, a saline, uh, uh, no, no, notes of salinity. I notes think. of salinity. My God, you are a wordsmith. Have you had Rocky Mountain oysters before? Um, no, I, in fact, I've, I've, I've yet to get out to the, to the, to the Rocky Mountains. Although it's been on my list for some time. No. Would you like another? Uh, but by all means. As he leans over with his hands and daintily pops another oyster into your mouth. How, uh, how delicate and, and yet meaty and, uh, um, musky, these uh, the these oysters are. Yes, but but I'm sure you didn't bring me here to to 
beat me oysters. Oh, well, I might have, darling, I might have. I tell you what, I've never seen a man swallow testicles like you. The hormones, oh, the hormones are quite something. What? He's like, you look like a man who's nibbled on a few testicles in your time. Not not from choice. (laughs) Well, boarding school. Boarding school, we all remember getting fagged at boarding school, don't we? Jesus. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, we've all woken up at the wizard's lead with, with, uh, with, with, with uh, a pair of testicles rest, resting on our face, but uh, you know, people ate them. Well, if you wanted to be a prefect, you were expected to take these things on the chin. But, you know, so was life. We've moved on. Right, well... You don't forget to leave room for dessert, as you see him just nibbling on bluefin tuna ceviche. As you try some yourself, the lime juice that it's cooked in is exquisite. There's almost like a taste explosion in your mouth. It's it's not so much that all of these little meals are brilliant, but all the flavors complement each other, like the langoustine and the tuna and the romesco sauce and little caper berries are like little explosions in your mouth. The best the best thing about that line is that you expect Matt to go with like a very subtle metaphor at the end of it, but he just says a pair of testicles. That's it. That's it. I feel as if I can taste the the testicles in my mouth. Um right. So leaving Belsiar surrounded by amazing cooked meats uh with uh the Rocky Mountain oysters slowly moving down inside him, the the salty pangs of guilt on his lips. We make our way back to the party, making their way up to Perineus at the Church of the Blind Pauper. <coughs> Each of you nibbling on lizards, spit-roasted across hot oils, drenched in peri-peri sauce with room temperature, sickly sweet orange drink clasped in your hand. What are you doing? And... A bottle of Verve. And a bottle of Dom Perignon. No, not Verve. Okay. We go in. We see, we see Sister Perineus. As you, as you knock on the door, you, you have to knock and you knock and, and nothing happens for a while. The church doors are barred. It's closed. Um, after a while, you hear a little pitter-patter of feet as you... Uh, the. The little there's like a little um, faceplate in the door. As the little faceplate gets drawn back, you see the tired look of Sister Perineus's face as she's like, "Ah, my favorite gnome. How can I help you?" I um, I reach out, reach out my hand, and you know, do the like, do the handshake, and then the hand around the hand to like shake her hand. Is someone holding you up at this point? This is a faceplate in a door about six feet up. Um, as you. As Aristobulus holds you up, you shake hands as she's like, step back a minute, please step back. As you hear a, as you hear bolts opening, as she pulls open the door, she's like, come in, come in. As you see, she is in, um, she's in her nighty and she's got her makeup off. And she's like, I'm very sorry, uh, I've settled down for the evening, but you are always more than welcome here. Please, please come in, come in. It is very cold out there. As you feel a warmth as you enter the chapel, as she ushers you in and closes the door with a... Um, no expense was spared with the sound effects. 
as she ushers you into the church. She's like, what can I do for you? Um, yeah, thank you for, um, thank you for, uh, letting us in at such a, such a late hour. Uh, and I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take one of the, one of the lizards off the, off the stick and offer it to her as well as, you know, just a little bit of, a little bit of whatever drink we still have. Uh, just as whatever we she, can offer. She, she takes the lizard, um, off you and she just crunches the head off and she's like, ah, oh, petty, petty. One of my favorite guilty pleasures. The problem with this is I will have to spend so long on the stepmaster to burn this off. You think this physique looks after itself, little gnome? As, you know, she makes short work of the crispy lizard. You need a fantasy peloton. Um, yeah, I was, um, I was wondering if you could, uh, if you could help us with something. Uh, you, you very, very kindly helped me out with, uh, the issue that I was having with my hands. Um, I was wondering if you could do something, uh, for our, uh, well-endowed friend over here. And I point to Maud, Maud Sticknose. She thinks when you say well-endowed, she looks over at Aristobulus. Not here. Not here. She's like, oh, right, okay. You mean, uh, what is wrong with this beautiful lady? I'm a penis on the inside and a penis on the outside. (laughs) As she looks at the pendulous nose that's hanging off you, uh, (laughs) like a kind of battered, uncut knob, just swinging in the breeze, she looks over at you. She's like, right, I suppose we could... uh, what are we talking about? A nip and a tuck, or what? What do you want doing? But what I would like is, I would like a, a normal, a normal tiefling nose, please. Oh dear Lord, we've gone to racial stereotyping already. All right, all right, all right. As she's like, look, you had all better come into the back, please, please. Okay. As um, she ushers you down the um, nave at the centre of the church, as you get to the back, and there's a little door. As you see her living. Um, apartment is at the back as she ushers you in there's a be- the first thing that hits you as you go in is it's very homely it's very humble there's a beautiful smell of cooked food as you see some sort of cauldron over the fire there's coals and some sort of like something's bubbling over with a lovely aroma as you see um a disturbed reading chair with a blanket and on the footstool is a book that's been lent to um as she's like, all right, well, look, I don't have much, but please, please. As you see, she's got a sofa in there for guests for when she does have to entertain. Uh, as some of you sit on the sofa, um, Marvin sits by the fire. Um, uh, Marvin and Barbara curl up by the fire and just warm up. Um, and she's like, all right, I suppose you want your, you want your nose seeing too. I'd like my penis removed, please. All right. Um, Phallic be gone. Okay, hold on. As she walks over to a bookshelf and you just see her kind of like leafing through various books. And she's like, no, 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 not this one. Oh, fucking hell, Chandra. Illuminate me. How am I going to do this? And you just see her pulling a book as she flicks through and she thinks she's found something. She's like, no, 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 stupid. And she slams a book and puts it on the shelf and looks for another one. As you hear... At this point, scuttling on the roof as you listening, you can hear something almost claws scuttling 
across the top of the roof in the ceiling above you as she's like stops dead and turns around towards you she's like oh dear i don't i don't suppose you have a rat problem i think perhaps we might have guests as she slams the book puts it back on the shelf that's where we're going to have to pause this week's episode (gasps) well listeners that didn't go to plan at all. We had more technical difficulties than you can shake a stick at. We sort of lost Lewis halfway through and then got him back, but didn't. We had all sorts of guests. What's your cat called, Matt? This is Zeus. Amazing. Good old Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> that was Zeus, listeners, as he just tipped his... Oh, dear God. Right. Well, this has been possibly the least successful recording of a podcast Ever. But we are supposed to be on a live stream with um, our patron um, sponsors soon. So we're probably going to have to draw a line under it here, uh, listeners. But this majestic clusterfuck has been brought to you in association with pet cats, alcohol and Christmas jumpers. So before we let you go. We just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. A massive apology for the fact that this episode has been a bit all over the place and rushed as we've had many, many, many technical difficulties. If you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? But yet, if you want to give us some sort of festive gift, why not consider giving us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on. Whatever you're on, we would love a review um, or a star rating. If you fancy chatting to us about anything we've said across the course of this episode, you can find us on most of the social medias, uh, but especially Twitter. We're just about still on Twitter whilst Elon allows us to be. So uh, you can find us on there at AnnoAnno number one. But you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And we're even on Mastodon if you look hard enough. But that just leaves us time to say a massive goodbye from everyone here. It's a big goodbye from the people's princess herself, Lewis Budden. It's a bye from him. He's trying to say goodbye. I'm not sure his audio setup will let him. He's just looking confused, listeners. He is trying to say goodbye to you. Oh, he's blowing kisses at you, listeners. Audio difficulties are preventing Lewis saying goodbye, but he's blowing your kisses, listeners. It's a huge goodbye from Matt Durant and his cat. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Zeus. Wow. It's a massive goodbye from Mr. Neil himself. Goodbye, my precious blueberries. And finally, a big Croydon goodbye from Chanel Williams. Hiss and screaming. See you all. (laughs) God. Right. Well, and on that, on that note, we're going to have to draw a line under this entire debacle and jump on with a live stream with our patrons. But it's been a pleasure. And if this episode does happen to catch you over the festive period, then whatever you get up to, Have yourself a wonderful time and we will see you real soon, listeners. And remember, stay tipsy. Merry happy. Merry happiness. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Feliz Navidad. (laughs) Well, that was a bin fire of an episode.